Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. This is Eric Schlein, and you are listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where I discuss value investing, rational analysis, and I break down the processes, principles, and mental models of business owners and managers. Before we get started, I just want to say that this episode is brought to you by Ticker.com, T-I-K-R.com. Ticker is focused on bringing institutional quality investment research tools to the individual investor. This is a product that I personally use myself. I use it for a lot of my research. What's awesome about it, it's powered by S&P Global Capital IQ. It has coverage of over 50,000 stocks globally with financials, estimates, valuation metrics, ownership, transcripts, news, filings. Especially what I love about it is I will read all the conference call transcripts on it. And then I will also read, let's say a company does a presentation, like a microcap conference. I'll get the transcript from that too, which is awesome. And then I'll be able to look at things for 15 years ago and actually compare valuations from you know the last 15 years, look at the numbers. It's so awesome. And you can get the free beta today. Uh, you can use my code, uh, ticker.com, so T-I-K-R.com slash intelligent. If you're in the car and you forget about it, totally cool. Uh, a lot of value investors are using this. So one of your value investor friends probably uses it and they could send you an invite code, worst case. So that's ticker.com. I personally asked them to sponsor the show. And then the other sponsor we have today is uh, Podbean, which Podbean is actually my personal podcast host that I use for the Intelligent Investing Podcast. They're probably the easiest way to create your own podcast professionally. As I said, I use it to host my own show. And then even for my new podcast, the Eric Schlein Podcast. So download the free Podbean podcast app today. Start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. We need more awesome value investing podcasts out there. So if you have a Great idea for a financial podcast. All for it. Check out Podbean. They also provide everything you need to run your own podcast, record, publish episodes directly from the phone on your app. You can also do live podcasts, which are pretty cool. I think they're the only company that gives you the ability to do that. So that's Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N podcast app. Check it out. So without ado, without ado, Andrew Sather, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Long time. I know. Long time to speak. So Wanted to, and I have to be wearing the, we have to be wearing the exact same clothes again for uh, our third episode. It seems like we just, this is the outfit we wear when we do, when we do shows. This is the, the, the Intelligent Investing Podcast Dress Code. For those who are not watching on YouTube and listening in the car on your podcast, this is all the same day and we're, we're messing around. So I wanted to ask you about Target. This is, I know you've done some work on the company. You've talked about it a little bit. I just think it's an interesting business. There's a lot, there's always a lot of stuff on Walmart, but there's less, seems like less people talk about Target, but that's an interesting business. In its own. Maybe we can start out with, I think for people who haven't any work on either business, it looks similar uh, on the surface. So why don't you distinguish the difference between the Walmart model and the Target model to start and we can dive in a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think some of the obvious big differences, different kind of clientele focus, different product assortment focus. I think Walmart really, they've hung their hat on this idea of everyday low prices, where Target's not made it vocal in a slogan, but it's obvious when you go to Target, you're going to get something that's on trend, maybe very visually aesthetic, and you're not going to pay a crazy price on it. But it is Tar- kind of Tar-Jay. a running Target. There you go. A, a little more classy, right? Yeah. You um, heard of that before? Though. Did you get this from Target? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- and it's not even a new thing either, right? No, it's, no. it's been that way for a while. Yeah. The running joke with with my group here, it's I go in the Target to spend five bucks, I come out spending fifty, and I you think too, that's huh? 
<laughs> yeah. It's, it's everyone. And yeah. if you go on YouTube and there's a couple of comedians, I don't know if you call them comedians because they just do funny YouTube videos for a living, but, but they have this video, it's called Husbands of Target. Okay. And it's it's basically, have you ever seen the You Betcha guy? Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, it's, I think it's him and, and some of his buddies, they do a lot of videos together. And, and they basically send, send have me a this, link. We'll, we'll put that also in our show notes. Sh- should we put in the show notes? Yeah, I think so. Why you should, why you should invest in this company because it was featured by <laughs> uh, popular YouTubers. Yeah. It, and it, the stereotypes really true. Basically their wives get lost in target and they're in there for so long. The guys are in the parking lot. They're like grilling out. They're like having beers, kicking mm-hmm. back, like hanging out in their truck bed. And and they're there all the time and it's become a meme now, but it really is representative of how Target has really been able to execute on what they do best. Yeah. And when we go back to how you compare them with Walmart, a big difference, at least in the last three to five years, is that they've consciously made the decision that where Walmart was really going to try to continue to expand internationally Target said, no, you know what? We're going we're gonna to stick to the U.S. We're going to stick to what we know. We're not going to try to put 4,000 targets and scatter them across all these different parts of the country. We're going to stay in the highly more affluent, kind of highly populated areas. And we're going to do a huge remodel. That's what they did. They just went through areas of stores, remodeled them. And then with the rest of the cash, we're going to come back and, and just give them back to shareholders. And they've done a ton of buybacks. They just recently, as of yesterday, I think, increased their dividend by 30%. And so they've really just executed flawlessly through the pandemic, which is another topic on its own. But we're talking about able to earn returns in the high teens on their capital ROIC. And so very capital efficient business, not much in, in the way of maintenance, even as they're remodeling their stores. And it's just a place where people want to go. And they really, people love going there, especially during the pandemic, because there really wasn't any other place where you could go completely anecdotal but i was in there months ago it it was like before things started to open up but not like when it first locked down like we were still in this for nine months or a year or something but before spring opened everything up so people were still staying sheltered in place in a way and i heard some chick and she was like oh i'm at target come hang out with me i was like what treating that it's a model Like, like it's it's the replacement for the mall and the way that they've, and now they've made a strategic partnership with Alta Beauty, which is another kind of growing in popularity type of place. And yeah, I see a lot of those in like the, like the strip mall center, like the, like the strip centers. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you look at their financials, they, they've been growing pretty well and they partner with them. They've partnered with Starbucks for a long time. So they're becoming this place yeah. where you can get everything you need if you're a certain demographic and, and this worked well for, for the company. You said they have good uh, returns on invested capital. Is there much investment, like reinvestment opportunity right now at the company? Yeah, not much. And so that's why they just give so much of it back to shareholders. I'm I'm a a weird cookie in the sense that I'm very young. And so I have a lot of time to to compound wealth, but I tend to just go for really mature cash cow businesses. And so they fit right up in my alley because I feel like they don't really waste too much capital. One, One big investment they didn't make, and this paid off leaps and bounds was they really invested in their digital platform, this thing called shipped. And so that was essential for the pandemic to be able to get people to get products from target when they needed it. And so now they're able to compete against something like an Amazon where 
sure with Amazon, you can get it maybe the next day, but how about getting it the same day at Target? It's, it's a huge value proposition and, and you can see how it played out and they've just had it crazy comps twice now for the quarter one, 2020, and then 2021 as well. And what kind of valuation do you look at with the Target? How do you value the business? Yeah, it's interesting because lower growth, obviously. What I like about the the prospects of their growth is even though they don't have these huge reinvestment opportunities, they've been able to maintain pricing power, which is which has helped them being able to at least keep same store sales on pace with the economy. And so you want to value them a lower growth kind of company with a lot of free cash flow being returned to shareholders. So the stocks have run up since I've purchased it. If, if they continue to just keep up what they do best, which is really get that assortment, really get the mix of getting people in and then giving them what they want and able to continue to grow the same source sales. And they could do that for quite a while and make, I would say even mid-teens or high-teens PEs, that could be a huge outperformer if you can get in at a price like that. Makes sense. What do you like What do you like better over the next, say, 15 years, Walmart or Target? Yeah, definitely Target. If you look at Walmart, it's just... It, this could change, obviously. And the well, one thing I do like years, about anything could change. Yeah, we're just speculating. <laughs> I, do, I do like about... In 15 years from now, Target could be a banking institution. Like, who the hell knows? Or right. they'll, they'll be the they'll be the next Visa or MasterCard or something. The, the Target card will reign supreme somehow. Walmart has done a great job of having some exposure to India. Like I'm very bullish on India over very long term, just huge population and, and really good like democratic government. But it's just, they've wasted so much capital. Like, Still a lot of corruption their, though. I'll, I'll, that's for another podcast, but I know, we can talk about any other time. <laughs> I, I would love to hear your thoughts on India. Be, I mean, I'll, I'll just say the really quick thoughts. A yeah. ton of corruption, going to be really hard, but I think... Uh, very long-term, super bullish. Yeah. There's just so many people there. Yeah. And they're doing a lot of, they're doing more things right than not, but there's still a lot of government issues that they need to get handled. But yeah. I, th- I think it'll happen over time. Well, hopefully they do. Hopefully they do as an ally of the U.S. But hopefully. Walmart, if you look at a long-term balance sheet for them, it's sad just to see PPE actually like going down over the long-term, even though they're making all these capital expenditures and yet they're not showing anything in the balance sheet. It's just, they're very big and bloated and it seems like they've just wasted a lot of capital over the years. So it's hard to be bullish on a company like that yeah. as they stand now. Yeah, I hear you. Well, very interesting. And again, Target, another one of these companies to keep on your watch list, obviously very well-managed business. And then Andrew, for people who want to get uh, in touch with you, check out your newsletter, check out your podcast, where can they go to find all that? Sure. Podcast is the Investing for Beginners podcast. And my newsletter is called the Sather Research e-letter. And you can find it on our website, einvestingforbeginners.com. And that's E with an E at the front, investingforbeginners.com. All right. Andrew, thanks a lot for uh, being on the show and you're welcome back here anytime. I appreciate that. Fun time. All right. Take care, man. Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So, in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.